If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. What's the deal, man? It's your boy, Kayla, for real, for real, and I just jumped off the porch with dirty gloves. All right, so we got Kaylin for real, for real, off the porch with us today. What's the deal for real, man? How you feeling today, bro? Now I'm feeling good, man. I can't complain. Yeah, man. Welcome mm-hmm. back, bro. We had man. to get you on the real porch. Hey, we time. on the real porch this time, man. Yeah. It's all good, yup. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Hell yeah. So what you been working on here in Atlanta, man? Seen you been out here for a minute now. Oh, uh, yeah, I've been about for like two weeks now, but about 70 songs in. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm working with all the producers, everybody. So, yeah. We like 70 and we're locked in. Okay. Uh huh. How do you like working here in Atlanta compared to back at home? I mean, it's our studio out here, FC Studios out here. Mm-hmm. So, it's at home. I'm just comfortable, you know? All my brothers with me, you know, Burger in there in the next room. It's just my J in the next room. Everything feel good, you know? We back home. Yeah. Uh huh. I feel you on that one, man. So, what's been new in LA during COVID, man? Nothing. <laughs> shut down still? Shut down. They be having like a little underground, little spots and stuff like that you could go to, but it ain't, they ain't talking about nothing. Ain't nothing going on in LA for real right now. Really? Yeah. yeah. But just great, great artists popping up, you mm-hmm. know, people getting their shine. Bino dropping, going crazy. Blast just dropped, going crazy. One take finna drop. All the homies just putting their music out. Rushi dropped tonight. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, everything going going good, you know? Yeah, that's what's up, man. So what part of LA did you grow up in? Like Compton, Carson. So okay. back and forth. My mom stayed in Carson, my dad stayed in Compton. So I was always in between. I always went to school in both and stuff like that. So I'm like on the border. They about three minutes apart. 
Okay. It ain't really no, you know. Yeah. It'd be a lot of politics over that. I'd be tired of niggas talking, people talking about that. So <laughs> I'm Compton and Carson, Carson and Compton, wherever, wherever I say I'm from, I'm from. <laughs> Set them straight. Man, yeah. So at what age would you say you jumped off the porch? Shoot. Like I wasn't really like a bad little kid though. Like I didn't start doing dumbass shit till I didn't really start jumping off the porch till maybe like tenth grade. Okay. Tenth like tenth eleventh grade, I started really getting like trying to get some money. <laughs> like I start like really like okay. You gotta have some money to like. You feel me? I start liking stuff and shit, like liking like clothes and stuff that's expensive. Mom's like, hell, no, I ain't buying that. So I'm like, all right, I gotta give me some little bread. So like, probably like eleventh, tenth, eleventh grade. Okay. Um, like high school. Yeah. And you know, you went to San Diego State. Yeah. You played yeah. some football, right? Yeah, I did. Uh huh. Did you have any other offers? Yeah, I had like all the Mountain West offers for real. So, mm. like, um, Hawaii. I would have went there. I would have went to uh, University of Arizona. I had University of Arizona. I had a couple other Pac-12 offers, but uh, San Diego State was like the most. I was the most comfortable there, you know. Like yeah. I embraced like my coach, Coach White. I felt Coach White like to the fullest. He was cool as a motherfucker. So we was cool off the field. Okay. But, yeah. At practice, we had a whole bunch of issues, but it's all right. That's it. Made me a better man than anything. You feel me? So football was like it was like. You know, it was God passage to get me ready for the rest of my the rest of my life. You know, mm -hmm. so it kind of like even me, you can't I can't take nothing away from that that was bad except nothing really. I really can't take nothing away from playing football that was bad. It didn't it wasn't the outcome that I was looking for, but what I get what I got from it was so much bigger. You know what you feel me? Yeah. So I appreciate it though, and it wouldn't have been possible without bro. So I appreciate Coach White to the fullest. He went to he went to war for me no matter. How fucked up I would, you know. So, would you have played during the pandemic? Would I have played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finna cut me out my check. I'm there. I'm at practice <laughs> early. Mask on. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I think it's just kind of weird how some of the conferences are in, and uh, yeah, I think it was yeah, the that's Big kinda, Ten voted out. It's uh, but I mean, all those dudes get their year back, so basically, it's all scrimmages right okay. now. So it really don't count for nothing. But they just got to play. But I feel like it's unfortunate that all the teams didn't get to play, you know? So some dudes gonna have the upper advantage cause it's like, you feel me? Your body and stuff like that don't be used to moving like that. You finna turn around and play a whole nother season. You gotta do a whole nother spring ball and then go right back in. Like that's a yeah. lot, but a lot of people gonna miss them live reps and stuff like that. They ain't get, they won't be able to do that. So they gonna be a little behind, you feel mm -hmm. me? Or a little shaky, but I'm, I'm excited to see what happened with football next. So, you know, it's weird, but it's, it's gonna be something big that coming. It's the world finna open back up. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. it's been long enough, man. Yeah, like, it's come been on. a while. They don't know what's going. On. Either they don't know what's going on, or they do know what's going on. You know, <laughs> so yeah. And you stop playing with us and let us go ahead and leave. Real sad. Mm -hmm. What would you say is one of the biggest obstacles you had to overcome to make it here today? Where you at? Myself, like being at war with my cell phone, not being uh, not thinking I was good enough. That was probably one of my biggest, that's probably my biggest obstacle. Like still fighting it, still working it right now. It was just, you know, uh, confidence was a big thing for me. I ain't really had the most confidence in, in my work and what I was doing. I was always scared to, to blossom. Like, you feel me? Like my brother, like Dre always be telling me like, man, you a star. Like, man, you gotta be who you are. Like, 
I used to be scared to like be a star. Like you feel me? Like I don't know what it was, but now I'm feeling I'm getting a little bit more comfortable. I'll be a little bit more cocky now. So it'd be cool though. I wear my chain all the time and stuff like that. Like at first I ain't used to wear my chain all the time and I ain't used to just do little stuff. Like it just was uncomfortable, like having all that attention at first. Yeah. And then now that I got it, I'm starting to be cooler, I'm more comfortable in my own skin for real. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting considering you're an athlete because both athletes are you Yeah, know, but I mean, since you're on the field with 12 people, don't nobody give a fuck unless you get beat. <laughs> <laughs> I play defense. Baby. Don't nobody care who you is on that defense unless you're getting beat. That's yeah. the only thing they give a fuck about. Getting your ass beat to that ball, you, know, you dropping picks or something like that, get his ass out. But if you're doing good, they'll never know. Not on defense, for real. You don't get no credit on defense. So for all you corners that's playing every night, I'm watching y'all. I'll give y'all y'all credit. Man, don't, don't think y'all not getting no credit. <laughs> so did you start off making beats or were you rapping at first? I, sh- I started off, the first thing I ever did was make beats. Okay. Yeah, I had, um, what, what, what program I had? I had this program called Mixcraft. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it sucked. But it was good though, cause like, it was like, that's like the closest thing to Pro Tools. Like, I, I, you feel me? I could afford it at the time. Like, you know, Pro Tools was like $1,000 back then. They yeah. ain't had no plans, none of that. I'm like, yeah, I won't have it. Ugh. So I found Mixcraft on Google. And then I was using that, just making little beats out of loops and stuff like that. And then I was just like, well, shit, how you, you got to rap on it now? My pops was like, you got to do something. And then my cousin, he actually was rapping. So like he had moved in, he had all the equipment though. So it was just like, Shit, like, I want to make a song. I told him one day, like, let me make a song. He was like, all right, go ahead. Set it up. I made a song. It wasn't nothing. Like, I wasn't talking about nothing. But I, that's when I fell in love with it because I had it all right there at my hand. So, like, my dream was always to build. Like, because he had the studio in my mom's garage. So my shit was always, man, make a studio in your garage. Like, you feel me? So every time I say my little, make my little money, I get little pieces. Like, I get a, a speaker right here, I get a mic right here, I get an interface here, I grab a keyboard. Just a little different shit just so I can grab it in. Yeah. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It all end up coming together. I just start falling in love with music and just making music. And, but I didn't really start taking it serious till I got older, though. So yeah. it was just fun for the time being. It was something that I could do. I felt like I could do it and I could get better at it. I used to practice it. Yeah. Yeah, it was dope. Did you have a producer name? Nah, I, was, I didn't have no name. Yeah, I just went by my rap name. I was Young K at the time. Okay. Yeah, so everybody called me Young K. So I just was going by that. Uh-huh. Who were some of the producers you had looked up to that kind of inspired you to want to try it out? Shit, Kanye. Okay. Pharrell. Um, my first day ever rapping, really, was after I seen 8 Mile. That was really? like my first time ever rapping for real. Like I had seen 8 Mile and then my cousins is in the backyard like battle rapping. <laughs> and then I was like, I just kept saying 20 inch rims. They was like, bro, stop saying that shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> everything I had to everything I had to say had something to do with some 20 inch rims. So yeah. Yeah. I got 20 foes now though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So were people surprised when you popped up and you started rapping? How no, old were you at the time? No, because I like as a little child, 
I was always into like Michael Jackson. So like I used to like, my grandma used to make me like the gloves and the socks. Yeah. I had the little penny loafers. And I used to always like run around the house acting like I was Michael Jackson. And my grandma, before my grandma died, my grandma used to always tell my mama like, don't let nobody do his light. So like, my grandma used to always like, let me be a star. Like no matter if she was paying attention or not, she always go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So just me performing and running around the house and stuff like that, that like always stuck with me. So like, like different family events and stuff, they always make me sing something, make me rap something or something like that. So, but I was shy too. Like I was all, I wasn't never really a shy kid, but I just used to be like, no, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. But then my mama cussed me out, like, go do that shit. I used to be like, all right, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so yeah, I always, but now Michael Jackson was a heavy influence. Like one of my biggest influences on my life. Like I got that tatted on his feet when he was moonwalking. Oh yeah. And when he's standing on his tippy toes, like that shit mean a lot to me. Can can you moonwalk? Yeah, yeah, I'll get in. <laughs> I'll get in. So were you rapping or making beats while in college too? Yeah. I was making music, but not seriously because I was caught in that path, like whether I was gonna everybody wanted me to choose. Hmm. You know, it's never been like an easy thing. It was like having two girlfriends, you know. Cause even when I was in high school, I was making a little music. And then we had got like my the whole my homies and stuff like that. We had like a little group, so called Max Squad. We had got kind of popular from throwing parties and making music and stuff like that. So that's how I was making my money. You feel me? Because we throwing renting halls out and throwing parties. We getting like two thousand people at our party sometimes. Mm. So like we having the biggest parties in the city and stuff like that. So people was knowing us, and then we was making music. So they knowing us for the music too. So everything was starting to make sense. But then I left for school, and then. It was always that, like all my uncles and stuff like that, like, you need to focus. You need to focus on football. I won't be worried about going out because shit, I'll be in a party till 12 on Saturday, wake up in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, go work out on Sunday. Hmm. They like, Man, what are you doing? But I'm at the party till 12, one o'clock. I'm not getting home till three o'clock, yeah. getting up, going to work out. And that shit followed me all the way through college. So like, I'll be, I'll go open up at a show or something like in LA <laughs> and drive back to San Diego. Oh, to make it to practice at six o'clock in the morning. Show don't start till 10. You <laughs> feel me? So I'm like, damn. So I'm really doing this every weekend. Me and George, like really doing this shit like every weekend. So my coach is like, every time I fuck up a play, it's cause you working on your mixtape. Shit like that. Like <laughs> they always got something to say, some funny shit. So I used to be over it. And, and then I used to really start thinking like, damn, maybe I need to just focus on football. You feel me? To try to get the most out of it. And you know, I did, I, I, like sometimes I did, but I can never stay true to it. Hmm. So like, it was always something that put me back into the music because like my people, my homies around me used to be like, shit, Kate, send me that, send me that. Like the support was growing. So like, I'm making little songs, but I'm blowing up in San Diego, hmm. like in my college area. So like, I'm doing shows, I'm getting booked for clubs and stuff now, like, oh, but I'm still playing football. So I'm like, yeah, I can't do that show. I got practice. They like, what you mean? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can't leave school. Like, I got practice. They not going for that. Like, I got booked for South by Southwest, all that shit. I'm like, nah, I can't even go. Hmm. Like, damn, but I, I made some appearances, but I wasn't supposed to be there in a lot of places. A lot of times I wasn't supposed to be where I was at. So, hmm. yeah. So did you focus on music right after college? Yeah, because I went to jail. When I ended up going to jail in college, I ended up getting into some trouble. I had to, like, smush my last, like, the semester before. I went to the semester before I was supposed to graduate. I had to smush like everything in the one. I took like 30 something units. Oh shit. Yeah, over like I was 
stressed the fuck out. But I had to quit though, cause like I thought I was going to jail, so I had quit the team. So before they could find out and kick me out of school, so I had to be able to finish school. So I quit the team, told them I didn't want to play football no more. And I really wanted to play, cause you feel me, you'll never know how like if if I could do it or not. You feel me? I've been fighting my whole life, playing my whole life to be able to play in the NFL and live out my childhood dream, one of my childhood dreams. But you feel me? It got it got dulled on. So you know. I always, I'm always had it in my heart and feel like I could be, you feel me? Cause like, what dude don't watch the league and be like, man, I'm way better than him. Yeah. Like, I'll be meaning that shit. It's a lot of y'all suck uh, in the league or can't play corner. It's a lot of y'all sorry. So, you feel me? I'll be watching that and I'll be feeling like I'm, I'm not the best either. I ain't gonna sit up here and pop it like, you feel me? I was gonna go first round or something like that. But if I would have got a shot, I would have made it worth it. I know that for sure. So, especially being a tall cornerback. Yeah, tall corner. I'm 200 pounds, six foot. Fast, I, I'm it's gonna be some trouble. You're not finna just catch the ball. NIPI, you straight up. I don't care. I'd rather give up 15 and six any day. <laughs> For real. So, how does the music scene here in Atlanta compare to back at home? Man, music scene in Atlanta is crazy. But I'm not gonna lie because LA music scene is gone. We more together. Mm-hmm. We more together. At first, I would say, like, you feel me? The music people in LA wasn't together and stuff like that. But we just got our own piece of music, you know? I used to, I used to, and I, and I go back on a lot of interviews and stuff where I used to say shit like, you feel me, we, it ain't no togetherness and shit like that. I really didn't pay attention until I see it now. It's like, you feel me? Everybody has their era. Like the era of people that blew up when I was like, what I grew up off of, they still together, you feel me? Like them niggas rock out no matter the city. We just got other politics in LA. Like it might be some gangbanging shit that a split a like split up the LA rappers or something like that. But at the same time, you know, you can be in LA and go platinum in LA. Just oh, yeah. LA. You don't got it. It don't never got to come over here. You could be a star on the West Coast and nobody knows you over here. <laughs> you feel me? So it's just like to the outside looking in. When you finally get some traction over here, they be like. Why, like, why, you feel me? Why he didn't blew up, blew up, you feel me? But it's not even that, that he not getting that love and support. It's just not transferable over here. Y'all don't listen to what we own. Yeah. It's a different type of music, different type of vibes, different type of sounds. But then you got dudes like me. You got dudes like Bino, dudes like Roddy, dudes like Blast that cater towards both sides. So now we shining more light on the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just hope that we could, if it's, even if it's not me, if it's any one of us that we met, somebody max out and be that super international star and you get to see LA and know that it's more than just one sound of music, mm-hmm. you know? We could do anything, you feel me? And we like everybody's music, that's the thing. Like, we play everybody's music. We listen to Detroit music, we listen to a- a music from down south. I love Florida music, you feel me? I mm-hmm. love all kind of music, it's just, people be so scared, and in LA, Coming up, like you feel me, if you making that type of music, you automatically the odd man out. You feel me? Because you don't got nobody that listen to that over here. You feel me? You not from here. I mean, you from here, you feel me? We not from over there. You trying to get somebody to fuck with you, and you it's already a million niggas out here that doing the same thing that you doing, and they really from here. I'ma rather fuck with him because he's from where I'm from, you feel me? And that's just the politics, but it's not no pressure because when they get over here and it's actually good, good music lasts. Yep. You can't say nothing about that. Good music gonna get heard and it's gonna last. So if you putting out good product, it's gonna come to what it's gonna be. You feel me? In yep. due time. Has Atlanta been supportive of you? 
Yeah, every time I come to Atlanta, it's love. I ain't never like not got no love in Atlanta. That's why I keep coming back. If it wasn't, I wouldn't keep coming. <laughs> so yeah, I be getting a lot of love out here, and I and I appreciate it. It's over appreciated. Yeah. yeah. DJ Spock with you out here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met DJ One Plug. DJ One Plug, cool as a motherfucker. Hmm. So shit, DJ Scream, that's my big brother. Yeah. So you feel me? I'm up on screen all the time. Scream, what you doing? So I got ten for you right now. Come listen. He be like, all right, I'm here. I'll come. I'm gonna come in here. Then it be. Another two days, I see him. I got ten more. He'd be like, "Man, you just played me ten the other day." Like, he be stressed out. Like, "Man, which one you gonna go with?" I'm like, "Man, shit, all of them. Put them all out. Play all of them on the radio if you could." So, but yeah, now I'm extremely appreciative of all the DJs all over though because it don't just it's not just Atlanta. So, cause I be meeting people from all over, like DJ Win in Florida, just okay. other DJ yeah. DJs from all over. Like, I appreciate all of them because. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Without them, you you don't got shit. Mm-hmm. They gotta play. They gotta play that. They gotta they gotta fuck with you for in order for you to be somebody. Cause they play the music. Yep. Was a party without a DJ. You feel me? That's it. Niggas be having a personal DJ like, yeah, that's that's all I got is my DJ. Nigga, your DJ can't DJ in 50 states at one time. Like, you feel me? You got to get out there and and not even make people fuck with you because they going to fuck with what they fuck with. But when they do fuck with you, a lot of people don't be like respecting. And not even respecting, they don't be really tapping in with their DJs or appreciating the value or understanding the value of a DJ. Yep. He, he going to play it. You feel me? You play your shit three, four times, prime time in the club, they gonna listen. Mm-hmm. And they gonna know who you is. You feel me? So I appreciate all the DJs and all the producers, that engineers, everything. I appreciate everybody because you feel me? It's a village. A song is nothing but a child and it's a village. And it takes a lot of people to raise it. You feel me? It don't stop there. And I got a lot of respect for niggas that do it all themselves. Y'all hard. <laughs> Yeah, especially during the streaming there, a lot of artists think they don't need DJs. They you just need, need playlists. Or... I know, yeah, playlisting and all of that, that works too, but it's just like, it's all different elements to how you want to be. I'm not just looking at, I don't want to just be an internet sensation. I want to mm-hmm. be a star star, you feel me? I want to, it's no, it's no limits on how far I'm trying to go. I look up 10 years from now, shit, look at Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg going on tour right now. Think, <laughs> oh, you feel me? <laughs> That's unk, unk old, you feel me? But he getting to it. Yeah. His check ain't stopped, you feel mm-hmm. me? And you know, you're probably like, I played for unk. I played for Snoop, played football, growing up as a kid, played against him, mm-hmm. shit like that. So he seen me, he didn't been to my games in college, came and performed in college, bringing us out and shit like that when he performed. So I understand now, like longevity is extremely important. And, and you feel me? I take everything one day at a time. So I'm not saying that I'm gonna be here forever. I don't know, you don't know, but I'm saying that if I am, I'm gonna appreciate it. And I do what I gotta do to be there, you know? Yeah. This is one day at a time, so. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, talk to us about scoring, man. Oh man, you know, that's self-explanatory. We gonna keep scoring. <laughs> Everybody's scoring. This is a score right here, being on the real porch. No <laughs> points, man. For real, so. Now working with Bankroll Got It on that record was just dope, you feel me? Cause we had went in the studio. That was the first time we ever been in the studio. Hmm. And we had been supposed to get up, so. They was like, yeah, man, shit, come to the O. So I pulled up and we did like five records. So we did, yeah, and that was the last record. That was like, out of all the songs we made that that night, that was like my least 
favorite. Like, <laughs> now I'm gonna say my least favorite because I like all the songs, but I make so much music, I have stopped listening to it. So like, I be listening to my unreleased, but like I was not listening to that. And then everybody telling me, like my little brother, first person to tell me like that's a hit. Hmm. My little baby brother, he's 12 years old. He said, <laughs> hey, send me that score one. I'm like, all right, Jordan. I'm like, I'll send it to you. He's like, nah, bro, you playing like really, like play that. Every time I drop him off back at home in the car or something like that, he like play it. He grab my phone, he play that one. Like he really liked that song. And I'm like, man, let's listen to something else. Like, you feel me? He like, nah, I want to hear that one again. Play it again. I'm like, man, you know, but he's trying to be cool for me. So he like, yeah. nah, yeah, we can listen to something else. But I have, you got to really pay attention though. You feel me? Like he really threw the live. He was, he was, he, he gave me the sauce for that one, my baby brother. Shout out Lil Jordan for real, for real. What was your reaction when you heard it was going to be played at the uh, Lakers game? I didn't, I didn't believe it. <laughs> like, or, like they, they had texted me like, yeah, they're going to play stuff at the game probably. I'm like. The playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but then they sent me a video first. So the first time I seen it was like a video. So I'm like, man, they just threw my shit on the back of that. That ain't real. Like, you feel me? They just trying to gas me up. Like, I'm like, man, that's why I didn't post it for real. Like, cause I, I'm like, I don't believe it. This shit not real. But then it kept happening. People were like, yeah, I heard your song. I'm like, I, cause I posted the little snippet. Cause the repost, y'all ain't really hear that. Like, you feel me? I'm a disbeliever. Then I'm getting my hair cut. <coughs> getting my hair cut. We all sitting in the backyard while I'm getting my hair cut at my bro house. He like, uh, I'm looking, I'm asking George for my phone. I'm looking for my phone. He like, bro, you just had your phone. You was playing scoring. I'm like, nah, that wasn't me. I thought that was you, but we watching the game. <laughs> so yeah, the while I'm watching the game while it's happening, I'm like, that wasn't me. I'm, I thought that was you. Barbara like, that wasn't you playing that? I'm like, nah. He like, man, I thought it was you. Everybody like bouncing around. All the homies like, then I start looking at my phone. Niggas tagging me in it. I see it on Twitter. Like, no way. They just play Kaylin for real, for real at the, at the game, at the, uh, the Lakers versus the Trailblazers game. They tweeting, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, that was the TV. I'm telling them, like, that's the TV. George look up, like, nah. I'm like, hell nah. They was just playing that shit on the TV. We start tripping, like, and that shit was just crazy because I ain't never heard myself on the radio or nothing like that. So that really? was like, yeah, even like, because I don't really listen to the radio, but like, like, my mom heard myself on the radio. My pops heard me on the radio. My sisters be hearing me on the radio and shit like that. But I never catch it. I ain't never caught it on the radio. Like, I ain't never caught the wave. Like, I might have caught the beat playing, like, one time on the end. But I ain't never heard myself on the radio, bro. So just hearing it on TV while I'm getting my hair cut and then just in a moment, like, that shit unexplainable. Hmm. You know? So, like, it was dope. It was, it was, I'm appreciative, man. Like, everything, because I don't got to be here. Don't none of that got to be going on. And I got homies that's working just as hard as me. I know people, somebody out there that's working just as hard as me that deserve it just as much as I do. And that's not happening for them. So you feel me? I'm extremely appreciative. Yeah. Real soon, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, what can you tell us about this other single, Ain't No Fun? Ain't No Fun, man. They was hating on me. I was high, couldn't get cleared, so it couldn't really come out for real because uh, <laughs> they got some stuff going on with that at the original song. But uh, the video, man, shit was Yeah, fun. I was going to say, how much fun did you have shooting oh, that video? Oh, man, I don't drink, but I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a little too... I was living that day. I was living my life that day. But now, that video shoot was fun, man. It was fun. All the homies was there. You feel me? It was all the vibes was in there. They was lit. They was going up. It was a good, you know, festivity. So I enjoyed myself. I was glad. I'm glad we went through with it. So. Hmm. 
So it's a new project. Dropping this month, right? I yeah. see you 10 question mark, question mark. Yeah. So you got a title picked out? Am I going to drop the title on Dirty Girls first? Come on, man. Come two on. for real, two. Okay. Two for real, two. It's coming. Hmm. On the way. It's October. So you mentioned you recorded like 70 songs. Just Ain't none the of them on here, though. Hmm. None of that on there. Okay, just, okay. That's just, I've just been recording. It's been done. It's been done. It's like quarantine. Okay. Just been figuring it out, trying to see what's going to be the best fit and outcome to just get the music put out. So we was thinking too hard. So we just got to put it out now. I just got to the point where I'm like, put that shit out. So let's do it. Ain't no more Ain't no more of that second guessing and all of that. Either it's going to happen or it ain't. You know? Mm-hmm. Put that shit out. And if it don't, I got 70 more. I got 100. <laughs> and I really got like over 300 songs recorded. So you feel me? They going to like something. If they don't, then I'm going to UPS. Or can I come get a job over here on the porch? Come on. Man. <laughs> For real. So any features you can reveal on this project? Uh, I got some a joint dropping with Stunner for Vegas. Okay. Uh-huh. That's hard. Me and Stunner got something in. Shit going to be dope. Um, other than that, no, it's just me. Okay. Yeah, no other features. Just Stunner. What about producer-wise? Like, I, it's a grip. It's a grip. Me? Yeah? Producing, yeah. So me on there, producing uh West killing it, Raw Reach, Bankroll got it. Um, who else on there? Everybody, like all the homies. Uh, Ayo Kane, hard ones. Um, who else? A bunch of dudes. Zero. Zero. Oh yeah, I forget zero. That's my guy. Zero three hundred hertz. Just it's a, the list go on. West yeah. kill. I said West already. Yeah, the, the list go on. We, Man, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. So I just been, but like this was all over quarantine. Like okay. meeting a lot of these dudes. Some of them are, you know, I already got my relationship with West Zero and stuff like that. But a lot of dudes, Zero man, ain't no fun. Hmm. He made the beef, ain't no fun. So yeah. he tough, young man from Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My little bro. All right. I see. Uh, you're pretty big on dirt bikes and everything, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, man. I finally got back riding. I had stopped riding for a long time for years. Why is that? Because of football, okay. sports, I didn't want to get hurt or do nothing dumb. And my pops used to be on me like, don't, 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 don't get hurt. Don't you get your ass hurt. Your mama going to kill me. <laughs> Straight up. Ain't no other question. She going to kill me. Isn't so don't get hurt. So he would never let me like, nigga, got rid of the dirt bikes when he was young. Like, I'm like, damn, y'all. I was gonna take my dirt bike. I used to have like a little mini bike. I had all kind of little gadgets. You know, when your daddy a street nigga, you get all the toys. Oh. Um. So how old were you when you first started riding? First time I got on a dirt bike, I probably was like seven. Yeah, <laughs> very first time, like five, like maybe younger than that. Cause we always had like, I had like the little fake like street bike. I had the little, little pot. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba bikes, the little street bike joint. Then I had the little Harley, fake Harley Davidson, because my pops ride Harleys. Yeah. So it was like, and then my cousin Booby, rest in peace, you feel me? He was like on the street bike. He used to wheelie the street bikes and all of that. So I used to get to see him slide down the street. I used to be chasing him on my bike, like I'm finna try to catch up. He tearing it off down the street, wheelieing and shit. So me and all the homies all had the little mini bikes and stuff. We used to build them too. Like, hmm. well, we'll steal your edge quick. <laughs> steal, well, grab your edge put that motherfucker on the frame from the junk off for like 50 bucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'm damn near a mechanic. I could, I could, I'd be getting down for real. So that just used to be fun little shit we used to do though. But yeah. so, so really, I jumped off the porch earlier than that, like twelve. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't have to be the streets. Like twelve, you know? we were still in edges. Yeah. yeah. So I saw you post this video of you almost flipping out on a four wheeler. Oh yeah, thank God. <laughs> what was the worst injury you've ever had on a bike? The worst injury? I mean, I didn't fell off a dirt bike, broke my foot. I bust my chin playing basketball when I was young. Like on a dirt bike? Or yeah, on a dirt period? bike, yeah. Dirt bike. I ain't really had no tough falls on a dirt bike. Hmm. Like no bad one. I mean, breaking my foot probably was the worst. Yeah. I was trying to wheelie down the street. And then, uh, shit, I just didn't have it. I ended up leaning to the side. Ah, the bike fell on my foot, scratched my shit up. My foot was swollen. Niggas did not. The homie didn't want to take me to the hospital because he didn't. He knew he would have had to stop at my house first, and he didn't want to tell my mom. And so <laughs> my mom really like everybody's scared of my mom. So, cause she cuss and fuss and fight. She not scared of shit. Yeah, man, man shoot all that. My mom dangerous. So he like nah, fool. You got to take like somebody else got to take you to the hospital. Like I ain't going because your mom was gonna cuss me out. She know I got anything to do with it. Thinking I could bang the 450 out, I'm trying to bang the dirt bike. Wah, wah, wah. That motherfucker just cutting up. Wah. Lift up, boop. End up going to the side. It was over with. Yeah, come on, let's go pack it up. Bring your ass in the car. My shirt all ripped up. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. But I ain't never really got hurt, like broke a bone or nothing like that. But I just lost my homie on a dirt bike, though. So not you sure. feel me? Anybody that do ride bikes, make sure y'all put y'all helmet on. And that's something that I like doing. And I'm going to start doing more. Put y'all helmet on, man. Wear your helmet and try not to ride on the street if you don't have to because them people don't give a fuck about you on them bikes. They don't give a fuck about you on them bikes. So you really need to stay safe and be careful first. That's real. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, so you recently uh, bought seven pairs of sneakers for some kids? Yeah, 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 yeah. The little kids is at the mall. Yeah, they was cool. They was cool as a motherfucker. I had seen them. They just was, you feel me? They look like they like the, the security guard was fucking with them, like trying to treat them like they were stealing. Mm-hmm. You know, they just was on them and then like the at that mall, that area, that mall, that that just that city, like Torrance, like they police department is fucked up. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It's scary me even talking about this shit on here. But that city, just around in that mall and stuff, they always been prejudiced. Oh, not even prejudiced, they always been racist. You feel me? Growing up, like we used to go up there like go to the movies and shit like, you know, kids link up, go to the movies and shit like that. And we used to always try to go to the mall, go out to eat and shit like that. They used to kick us out the mall, ban us from the mall just because it was so many of us. But like, it ain't nothing, nobody saying that we can't be here. Like why we can't be here? Like, you Mm -hmm. feel me? And then it just used to be like, they follow you around, follow you in stores and shit like that. And they was just on the group of kids and the kids like, you feel me? They not, like they weren't up to nothing. They just in the mall, like let them kids be kids, bro. They, people didn't been in the house for months. Yeah. Months. Why you own them like that? It's a bunch of other shit going around in here, like going on in here. Like people didn't brought guns and shit in there. Shooters in there. Y'all, y'all, y'all didn't let that shit go down, but y'all worried about some little ass kids. So I'm like, man, you feel me? Dude trying to get on them like, like just you feel me? Like pressing them whatsoever. So I'm like, bro, he with me. He like, I'm like, he with me, he good. He like, uh, I'm like, why you keep leaving? like messing with him? I told the security guard, like, why you keep messing with him? I'm like, they with us, you feel me? And then they was trying to treat him like they couldn't buy. They was looking at some jewelry. And they like, you feel me? They like own him, like, you not finna buy none of this. Y'all about to steal. He like, I'm like, bro, I'll buy them whatever they want off of this shit. Don't nobody want any, I'm like, don't nobody want any fake shit, no way. It was some little mall jewelry, you feel me? I'm like, 
I'm like, man, what y'all want? I'm gonna buy whatever y'all want, grab it. Then I was like, man, fuck that. We ain't gonna spend no money with him. What y'all wanna do? They like, for real? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Jules, come on, let's take him to the shoe store. Y'all want some shoes? He like, yeah. So, shit, it was just two of them right there. You feel me? And I'm like, I'm like, who you with? He like, bro, I got my cousins, my little sister, all in with me. I'm like, shit, fuck it, go get them too. You know, fuck, come on. It was about eight of them, six, seven. It was like seven, eight of them. They all a little baby and all of that. All of them. I'm like, ah, shit, that's cool because that remind me of like my family. You know? You feel me? And then. I just told a little bro that I had was talking to. I don't remember a little bro name. I'm sorry though, but I follow him on Instagram. But uh, you feel me? I told a little bro just you feel me. If you ever in a position where you could do this for somebody, just do it. You know, if you ever in a position one day when you get older when you can look out for somebody, just look out. And bro, I could tell by how bro was looking at me and then his approach. You feel me? Either he finessed me or he really understood what I was saying. You feel me? But I like to think that he really understood what I was saying. So yeah. hopefully, you know, one day. You feel me? He want to rap too. Oh, so yeah. you feel me? Hopefully one day he, you know, successful in whatever he doing, whatever he going to do, you feel me? He can return the favor. Real but shit. shit, that wasn't shit. I spent more money on strippers. <laughs> Give it to some little kids that, that appreciate it. You feel me? I, you never know a person's situation. Might, them niggas might not been able to get no shoes all year. You know? Yeah. I remember wanting shoes and not being able to get the shoes I wanted. You feel me? Because it's gonna break us for the month, you feel me? Mom's gonna give me them shoes to do anything, you feel me? Mom, just bring home the face shit. Nah, mom, I'm not wearing that. I'm not wearing them face Jordans, fool. Them is not real. No. She don't know no better. She get them off the back of the truck. The nigga yeah. at, the, at the barbershop selling, he got a hundred pair back there. I'm I'm not putting that shit on, mom. Get That's worse than not having You feel me? Now you unappreciative. Now I'm, I'm at war <laughs> with her now too, so you feel me? But, you know, as I got older, she started understanding more, so you feel me? Like, don't ever think I ain't appreciate you, mom. I did, man. Yeah. I just couldn't put that fake shit on. It wouldn't be for real, for real. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's next for you, Kaylin? Oh, man. I just can't wait to see how people respond to the tape. Okay. I'm going to put the two for real, two out, and just where it go with that. And, you know, hopefully I get the response I'm looking for. Like, sky's the limit, man. You know, I'm just thankful to be here, you know. Any shout-outs before we wrap this up? Oh, man. Shout-out to the whole FCE. Shout out to the whole Two For Real gang. All of us, I love all of y'all. Shout out to everybody at home, and I appreciate y'all supporting me. You feel me? It's gang. R.I.P. J. New. Tell your baby mama wanna eat my shorts. He don't want no problems, he know we keep doors. Pull up on my shoes like Jim Wood floors. We keep score. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.